Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And it's episode 100. Damn, we hit triple digits. <laughs> Who would have thought, man? Keeping it two Virgils. <laughs> Let's talk about the best and worst music of the year in 2020. Would you say that there was more bad music or more good music? Maybe we should save this for the end, but one of the most important years, not for the music that came out, but for like how much we needed it just because of mm. what was going on in the world, it helped extra this year. Justin Bieber heard your prayers, bro. <laughs> he said, Jack, I'll make that R&B album, but the Grammys didn't recognize it as that. That's how it is, man. It's for the fans. It's not for the awards. And we'll talk about that. Or not. But we are going to kind of adopt the award show format of doing nominations and then choosing winners. Again, this is our personal picks, but there was so much that came out this year. It was hard to just do like a top five or something, which we had done in the past. So going to try something different. We're each going to give ours some more than others. So we're just going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and... Just brace yourselves. Yeah, so the idea is that not just for 2020, but in general, limiting it to four categories and 20 picks total. So normally that would be five for each one, but if you have more or less for a given category, that's fine. So that's how we did it. So, I mean, for example, like I'm going to have 14 on the R&B side, <laughs> one on the alternative, <laughs> one on the pop, <laughs> the rest are hip hop, you know? Uh, no, I'm just joking, but... Yeah, let's get into it. Actually, so should we just start off with R&B, since you mentioned that? We already know. My favorite type of music. Just to say it right now, I struggled a lot to narrow it down, so bear with me. And real quick, also, we're not going to go super in-depth on each one, because we've discussed most of these on the quarantine music episodes, but yeah. One that we didn't talk about, but it's because it's a later project after we did our last music episode. Throwing in Steve Lacey with wow. the lo-fis. Damn. Yeah, I think I was going to surprise you with that one, but it's to start it off. Demos, and they still made it. Yes, sir. We have Kiana Lede with Kiki. Deluxe version, I guess I'll throw in there. Yeah, also on my list. Ty Dolla Sign, featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Which, yes, <laughs> people heard that correctly. It's not just a weird, I mean, it is a weird title, but that's the actual thing. Which is like yeah. a playoff that he's on features all the time, but yeah. Yeah, and to me, that was one that was on the fence, but I threw it on there because there's a bunch of bangers, but yeah, let's move on. You know it was coming. You know it's here. That's Skivion with When It's All Said and Done EP. So I had a thought on this because he's also on mine. We should combine both EPs. So it's Take Time and When It's All Said and Done as one collective thing for the year. I'm so down with that, because I was going to put them as two separate ones, but let's do it. Giveon, out here strong with two pieces of work. This one's tough also on the fence, but I'll be a hypocrite not to put it on here, and that is Victoria Monet with Jaguar. Interesting. Last but not least, we have Brent Fires with Fuck the World, and that's who I have as my R&B picks. I have Keanu Lede and Giveon on as well, which you mentioned. In addition, 
We got Omar Apollo with Apollo Neo. We got Daniela Andrade with Nothing Much Has Changed, I Don't Feel the Same. Chloe and Hallie with Ungodly Hour. And this might be a surprise one for you. Caliucci's with Sin Miedo, Del Amor y Otros Demonios. Wow. Fluent, fluent. <laughs> now we have to choose a winner for the category. Me personally, I feel like I've changed my mind on this like three different times going back and forth. Here's the thing. I mean, how can I say this? If you add both the Giveons, which we technically did, it becomes an extremely, extremely close race. <laughs> but I got to go with what Apple Replay says about me <laughs> and go with Brent Fires. Fuck the world. Wow. It was my most played. I mean, like the first three or four tracks of the album are like my first three or four tracks on like my most played list for the year. I'm still not tired of it. I wouldn't say I bump it as much, but it's because a lot of other shit has been coming out. But every time the songs come on, I still enjoy them as much as I did. My numero uno, R&B. For me, in terms of like going off the replay level kiana's would win because i just bumped that a lot especially after the deluxe which you mentioned and i do like chloe and hallie and callie's projects also but it was really between omar daniela and Giveon for me and i feel like omar and daniela have like higher highs but they're also like shorter and not as complete and with Giveon, i felt like this was his year like, he came out of nowhere and just, like, dominated is a strong word, but he really solidified himself, and I think I'm going to give it to him because I feel like Omar and Daniela both reached, like, levels that I'm really excited about, but I think they're going to keep climbing, and not that Giveon isn't, but when you think of 2020, I'll remember his kind of mark more, so I'll go with him. And I wouldn't say any major disappointments on the con side for me there. Yeah, I don't know if I have, like, any solid cons. But, I mean, I guess I do have some thoughts on the genre overall for the year and easily go with a solid pro overall. I really liked everything that came out. My most played in the year by far, like, R&B, probably by, like, times two on any other genre of music. Yeah, I mean, I would say that Anyone who listens to the show and like our other music episodes knows that it's more your genre than mine, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. And in fact, I feel like this year I listened to it more than other years. Like last year, I don't know what other R&B albums even like made my top list-ish. This year there were like a bunch of projects that I was into. So yeah. Definitely agree with the solid pro. Alright, so let's head to hip-hop next. I'm going to keep mine pretty short on this one because it wasn't really my favorite year for the genre. Maybe that's us getting old. Anyway, my nominations are just two. Mac Miller, Circles, RIP. Great project, really saw just more of the endless potential Mac had can be hard to listen to because of that, but had to include it. And then my second one, and I'm just going to say right now it's the winner 
Amine with Limbo. Instant classic, in my opinion. How dare you, bro? Disrespecting the genre like this. I wouldn't say there was all that much, but let me just add a few to this list. Because, yeah, shout out to Mac. That is true. Hard to argue against Amine. I'll throw those on my list. But did you hear Dark Lane demo tapes by Drake? <laughs> Come on now, bro. I mean, we talked about it in one of the episodes, and I do agree it's like one of his better projects in recent years, but not good enough to make my top 20. And that you didn't even mention the late, great Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. I thought about it. Gotta throw him on there. I mean, it was definitely a big-ish year for... I hate that word, post-Thomas. Post-death releases with Mac, Pop Smoke, Juice World. All of them did numbers. All of them showed just more potential for what they could do. But, yeah. But hands down, Amina with Limbo Deluxe version. Because he couldn't just leave us like that with just a regular album. I think he takes it. So I do agree with that. And what about the genre overall? I mean, like I said, to me, it was not a strong year for it and it didn't end well either with cardi's terrible album now this one does have disappointments cuddy's was also disappointing but i was gonna start off with cuddy which i will say it is growing on me slightly the last time i heard it or a few songs i haven't like heard it full through again but i feel like i'll get one or two songs that i won't mind coming back to over the years but a disappointment for sure even though i'm not the biggest cuddy fan in the first place I also wouldn't say I'm, like, disappointed. It's just something that I'm probably going to forget about over time, and that's Jack Harlow's... Was that his debut album? The new one that just came yeah. out? Yeah. Well, I was going to say the project or EP or whatever that he put out in the year, that was, like, a huge con. The album is, like, slightly better, but still, yeah, I'm not, like, over the moon about it. Yeah, same. I wouldn't say that the other one was a huge con, but I really like him. And this was almost like that second chance. Like, all right, this better be heat. And it was okay. It wasn't a con, but also not really a pro. He's kind of like in limbo. <laughs> all puns, all puns intended. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it was kind of a snooze for hip hop this year. We can move on to alternative slash indie rock. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to start it in a very Kevin way, and I'm going to find a loophole. <laughs> technically an electronic album but dance alternative it makes same it thing you know it's vi vibes this <laughs> this should be the category vibes and that project is bubba by k trinata and there's another hidden loophole within this one <laughs> because technically this album's from 2019 wow however <laughs> it did come out right around and i want to say like a couple days after we recorded for the music <laughs> list of the year however he did put out the same album but just instrumentals so maybe technically it's a 2020 album i'll leave it at that all right that's fair i threw thundercat in this category as well i mean he works for alternative technically r&b technically soul or jazzy but thundercat with it is what it is hey i also have omar apollo with apollonia which you brought up and put him on R&B, which is completely fine because there are many R&B tunes in there, but alternative for me. I have Chicano Batman with Invisible People. Chaim. You heard that right. Chaim. 
with Women in Music Part 3. And I was on the fence about this one, but I'll throw him in there because I like this dude. And that is Dominic Fike with What Could Possibly Go Wrong. And I believe that is my list. I got eight in here. Wow. Let's run through them. So I'm going to break it down into a couple different sections. To start off, got a group of just like consistent, solid albums from people I was already aware of. And that starts with your favorite, King Cruel, Man Alive. Next up, we got Tame Impala, The Slow Rush. Next up, Bully, Sugar Egg. Then we got other consistent albums, but from groups I wasn't like always listening to, but I was aware of. And that's first with Tops with the album I Feel Alive. And then The Neighborhood with Chip Chrome and the Monotones, which I wouldn't have put on my list if the deluxe hadn't come out because that like put it over the edge for me. I also liked the whole Chip Chrome character that Jesse Rutherford created with the last kind of group we got a set of debut albums and one is dominic fike like you said with what could possibly go wrong then we got beepa doobie with faked flowers and then we got boy pablo with wachito rico and those are my nominations my winner hands down again i'm going based off of statistics you know numbers i'm a i'm a baseball fan and we just go with <laughs> analytics and that's Bubba by Kei Trinata. Wow. Yes. It Not even way. a 2020 album technically and still gets <laughs> yes, it. Yes, it was last year. Yes, it's electronic. <laughs> but man, have I bumped that shit. A lot of good tunes. Kei Trinata is probably my favorite like electronic artist, period. I don't really listen to many, but he's by far up there. On the Apple replay, he was surprisingly... Like my number three? Yeah, if you like to dance, vibe out, just play bedroom music, Bubba's it. And that's why I won my fake alternative indie genre category. So for me, I think the debuts were the most exciting to hear. The most exciting of those by far for me is Biba Doobie. I think she has like a nostalgic but still kind of modern sound that I really like and her album didn't disappoint for me. I also mentioned that on the con side, she signed to Dirty Hit, which is the label of the 1975. And their album had like so much good stuff on it. And I feel like it could have easily made this list if it was trimmed down. We're talking about like an hour 20 album. Like that's just too long. And we're not people who have like super short attention spans where we only listen to singles like we're literally doing a whole episode just on albums because we care about albums but replay value is important to both of us I think and I'm not going to be playing an hour 20 album often and I get what they were trying to do but I'm a big fan of like keeping it concise and they could have made two projects out of that like keep it in the 35 40 range ideally for me personally so when it's like double that length it's just too long and it has some of the best tracks of the year but the length is disappointing and also someone who appears on that album as a feature phoebe bridgers she's someone that i really like as an artist in general 
and she had a huge year but i felt like this album that she put out this year punisher was pretty much a miss for me entirely except for like one song that i really like kyoto and some okay ones but i just felt like her first album was so much better in my opinion this is just based off what i like but overall though still like a super solid year for indie rock slash alternative overall in this beautiful mixture of genres that we built into one (laughs) (laughs) i'd say it was a light to solid pro yeah there was just like a, a mixture of everything and again it's just not my favorite so i just won't be listening to it much but i also wasn't hating it so i don't want to con it all right so last the four categories we got pop and i'm sure this one will also be us kind of using that term to <laughs> you know how we see fit but i'll start out first with the most traditionally pop one on my list which is Dua Lipa with Future Nostalgia which had some like disco elements in it which brings me to my next nomination which is Jesse Ware with What's Your Pleasure also had disco stuff infused into it I think Jesse did it better but they're different like Dua's just bigger in terms of both sound and popularity but Jesse's got a lot of critical acclaim with this project as well Next up, we got a more experimental one, Charlie XCX with How I'm Feeling Now. I wasn't ready for that one. And then to round out for pop and for my overall 20, we got Casey Hill with Is It Selfish If We Talk About Me Again. So I'm back in a category that I have no business in. So you know, <laughs> I'm going to find my loopholes. I like to throw my loopholes in first, you know, and end with an actual pop. So I'm going to start off with tame impala the slow rush wow they're just popping and not just here telling you they're popular worldwide and that's why they're on pop yes i know it's like alternative or even electronic who knows (laughs) that kevin guy is weird but in my eyes he's popping so he's on my pop category technically an alternative but that is boy pablo with Wachito rico Tell me that you'd be surprised if Boy Pablo is just getting played on radios next year, you know? It's just the music he's making. It's lovable. It's for the family. It's radio music that's well done. And that's why I threw him on the pop category. Last, for my 20th, I'm gonna go with an actual pop album, believe it or not. You know, I follow some rules. And that is Ariana Grande with Positions. Wow. Yo, don't sleep on it. I think she's back. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just a fan of her voice. Uh, her last project, the one with Thank You Next, was so-so. But I think she brought it back with this one. Out of these three, obviously, pop projects, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Boy Pablo. Wachito Rico. I've been bumping it. Gives me the feels. Has upbeat. His downbeat makes me want to dance. It has a side that's a little bit sad with Devas, you know. Oh, by the way, yes, it has English, Spanish. It's just a beautiful mix of everything. It's my pop album of the year. For mine, people didn't see your face when you saw me say this as a nomination, but <laughs> I'm going to go with Charlie XCX for oh my... Oh, my God. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I was just surprised by this. I, I wasn't aware. 
All right, go ahead. Explain yourself. <laughs> it is like the first album that came out as like a quarantine head-on album. She made the whole thing during quarantine, and I kind of trickled into the process. Like I would see her mentioning stuff here and there. I wasn't a fan of Charlie before that, really. Like I didn't dislike her, but had never really listened to an album of hers like that before in terms of like enjoying it and for some reason just got invested in this one and personally I know it's like a weird experimental project that most people probably wouldn't like but I grew attached to it and yeah it's definitely my pop album of the year. I honestly thought you were gonna give it to Dua Lipa. And I would say for the genre overall I don't know I feel like it's hard for me to fully say because I just don't listen to a lot of it but I would probably go with like a light con just because there weren't even that many that were that interesting to me. I think it's pretty easy for me to go solid con. It's not a lot out there for me specifically. I'm sure there was plenty for people. I know. Uh, are we throwing Taylor Swift in there? She's not country anymore, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like the album she put out this year could probably fit more under indie alternative technically but she's still pop at the end of the day right so yeah you got releases like that obviously i mentioned ariana which is one of the bigger pop names i think justin had a drop this year the weekend which people were up in arms about the grammy snub which the album's fine to me i'm not crazy about it agree so yeah you had all the pop stars throw out albums out this year but they just Again, none of them stuck. They're, like, forgettable. Yeah, very forgettable to me. The one that stuck a little bit most was Ariana, but it's because she has... And I guess The weekend too, like, a b ish You know, it's, like, singy, moody, mm-hmm. dope yeah. beats, and that's kind of what I fall for. I'm just tired of The weekend, so I didn't even throw him on this. The genre overall is kind of sad. I'm down to sign the petition to abolish pop overall. <laughs> <laughs> Let's recategorize music, but... Yeah, it's easy for me to con this year in pop. So we picked winners for each, but top, top album wow. of the year overall, too. All right, so I'm going to go with a loophole and now I'm playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, it'd probably be between two albums. Mm-hmm. Brent Fias, Fuck the World, and Limbo. Yeah, I think Amine, for me, is number one. And the Deluxe just put that even more over the line, but... Like I said, it's an instant classic hip-hop album, and I feel like especially for people around our age, based off certain references and even just the sounds, I feel like it was made for someone who grew up listening to the same stuff that we did. And before the album came out, he put out like Shimmy and other singles, and we both were like, man, it seems like he's reaching a new level, and he really did. And I think he's just making it look effortless almost at this point. But you could tell like how much care went into it at the same time. I feel like without the deluxe version on that Limbo project, I would have easily handed it to Brent Fires. But with the release of the deluxe and the deluxe legit having every single new track be a banger in my eyes. Legit no misses in my opinion. I think I'd give the slight edge to Limbo. I think these are both albums that I'd be bumping for a while. 
but that Amine did that literally like all sorts of fields of hip-hop it's like fun there's like tough guy hip-hop there's crazy beats there's like serious yeah i mean got that mom song even mama yo you bro when the hip-hop album has the mama track i mean come on (laughs) yeah i think amine takes this one hands down this year was for him to take and he got it easily and what about on the most disappointing side I'll put Phoebe on there for mine, who I mentioned. I don't know. I'll take a cop out and say Playboy Cardi. And music overall for the year, would you give it a pro or con? I'd probably go solid to heavy pro. Yeah, I'd pro it. I'd give it a solid pro just because fucking 2020, the year of the lockdown, we'll never forget it. The year we needed music and entertainment the most just because we didn't have much to do. And I can say music was successful. Like, I feel like I always had something to listen to, whether it was new or old or a week old or a month old. But I still had it, you know, and I feel like this year out of any year, if we went through like a major gap without music, it would have felt like hell. And I feel like we didn't feel that. So going off that, like shout out to the artists for putting stuff out when they might want to you know hold it back before they can tour again but a lot of them were generous and put things out and of course you know you could say like oh they did it because they're going to get more streaming during the quarantine but they're giving away a lot of stuff when they normally tour right away off projects so they might be missing out on opportunities as well so shout out to all the musicians who bless us this year yeah One other thing before we go, we mentioned a few times the whole deluxe idea, which of course there's been like deluxe versions of albums forever or I don't know how long, but a long time. But this year we saw them kind of in a new way where artists would put like anywhere from like four to seven tracks at the beginning of a project instead, sometimes with the new cover art also. And... This really didn't kind of happen until the last couple months of the year that I saw. But I'll just say I'm giving this a heavy pro for this trend. I hope it continues next year because I feel like it gives projects a new life. And on top of that, you get extra songs from within that same kind of world and style from that person or group. I could second that and... Just as proof of how much this is working. Limbo was probably like my number two album this year. And I just did like another Apple replay music recap before we started recording. And Limbo, the deluxe version, also made my top ten. (laughs) So we have the regular version and the Limbo version. So you're getting multiple plays. You're getting the numbers, which I'm sure whether you're independent or freaking companies would want all those numbers so yeah keep doing that shit it's working yeah i mean what are you looking forward to next year any artists any drops just give me a frank ocean album please that's all i ask for can't miss with that i'd add rihanna to that i think she's working with pharrell on it nothing but hits (laughs) let's hope so but scissor should be coming out with some fire yes sir and i'll take another brent fires All right, so that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons, our last of the year, and episode 100. That's it for this week. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O, 
on everything. And I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. Peace. Let's hope 2021 is the complete opposite of 2020. Except for the music. I'll take bad music in a good year, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Debatable. (laughs) Maybe we can have both. All right. Peace.